This podcast is a podcast radio original. This is Podcast Radio. I'm Mark Pendergast. And when it comes to fame, a lot of the time it's a gradual process. They become known for something and then a little better known for something else. And then the fame arrives when you've done two or three or four things that bring you to people's attention. But for Arlene Phillips, our guest today, it was slightly different. She was a judge on Strictly Come Dancing and instantly became super famous. We discussed what that felt like, plus her career as a choreographer. She's been hugely successful for over 40 years now. If you remember Hot Gossip from the 70s and 80s, well, that was her idea. We discussed Strictly and how that changed her life. Plus, despite the fact she's in her 70s, how she shows no sign of letting up. It's a fascinating conversation with Arlene Phillips. And we started off by asking her what it was like to have that level of fame overnight once the first season of Strictly Come Dancing aired. I always feel like I had that kind of celebrity success twice. One was when I started my dance group, Hot Gossip, who became nice everywhere. And I became recognised as their choreographer and you're always on TV and you're all there on TV and you're talking about them. And then again, through Strictly Come Dancing, most people know me as having been, well, the older generation, as having been a judge on Strictly. So yes, it was Strictly, and I absolutely loved the show and being part of it, but I also love the show when I'm not part of it. I think it's a wonderful show. It's a, it's a national phenomenon, really. It's, it's a strange one, because even if people don't watch it, and I've got to be honest, I've watched it once. Okay, so I, I, got, I, got, I got the general idea from that. But everybody yeah. knows it, and he knows something is so, so part of the national psyche when he just people say strictly, it's not even the full name of the show, and everybody knows what it is. Absolutely, totally. That word, which really was never associated with dance, has been totally associated with dance. I mean, obviously, with the film Strictly Ballroom, it became known, but now the word strictly means a dance competition. It is such a, a such a phenomenon. Has it got a, a real place in your heart, or do you feel sometimes it's a bit of a burden? You know, you're thinking, I've done a lot more in my career than just these six or seven years on Strictly. I suppose, actually, I suppose, yeah, you could say the latter. It's not that it's a burden, and I love talking about it, but it was only one of the things in my life, in in my career. But it was a, you know, it made it made a big impact because. You know, I was there not just for the first show, but for the the pilot and the throughout the auditions for the other judges. So, yeah, I, I was very committed to it. But I also have a passion for dance and I'm still involved in dance. And so that's exciting for me. What about the level of fame it brings? I imagine, I mean, before you said you were with Gossip, which we... I, I can remember them, and they were they were a huge dance group. But in in this case with Strictly, you were you know you must have been walking down the streets, and people must have been shouting across the road to you and things like that. It must be a whole new level of fame. It was a whole new level of fame. Yes, to be recognised everywhere, and now it's it, it's interesting because most people recognise my voice. I'll be shopping somewhere. You know where I where I am at the moment. We have our our local co-op and. Soon as people hear my voice, whether it's people at the tills or whether it's people shopping, they say, "Oh, excuse me, aren't you?" And it's it's the weirdest thing. 
what is it like? Is it does it how does that feel when you've got that oh, level of fame? How does it feel? I'm I think I'm always and always have been warm and 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 thankful for for people who want to have a word or you know, sometimes it, it makes their day. So if you can do that, it's it's a pretty damn good feeling. Does it ever feel like it takes away from, you know, what your core is, which is a choreographer and being hugely successful across, you know, many different shows and many different TV shows, theatre shows you've worked on? Does, does that ever grate on you or is it just something that you think, well, it, it's in a box, it's there and it's nice to be recognised? Yeah, I, I, it never it never phases me whether I'm on a, a phase of I've just done something on television, like when I went into the jungle or the freezing cold castle last year, when again, it was suddenly people had seen me and and you're bombarded with people wanting to talk to you, as opposed to other times when, you know, you're nobody recognizes you, you're just you and getting on with life. Either way, I'm I'm content to either speak to people, take photographs with people, smile or not. Because ultimately it's it's all about it's all I say it's all about me, but I am I think quite a, a warm human being and I'm also very self-assured. So it doesn't make a difference in my life either way. The level of intensity you've got to have to be a choreographer. I mean, we always, I, I think back, and again, I'm, I'll probably show my age here. I think back to the dance teacher in fame where she's banging the stick on the floor and saying, you're going to sweat, you're going to sweat some more, that type of thing. Yeah. How, how hard is it to keep that level of intensity up over such a, such a long career? It's, it's interesting because I was taught with a teacher with a stick. <clears throat> I was a pretty tough teacher and choreographer myself, although I never had a stick. But I think everything has changed in life now. We think about being kind. We think about, we think about, is there a way to get what you want out of people when you're teaching them or, or choreographing for them? Is there a way without screaming and shouting and stick banging to encourage people to be the best they are? And you look for new ways. And I think we, we all have brought more warmth and more kindness into our lives. I think... At the time, the pupil-teacher relationship was teachers do the talking and the telling, the pupils do the listening. Now I find you share in and listen to people what they're struggling with and why they're struggling with it. How can you help make that better? You're working on Guys and Dolls, I believe? I am an immersive production of Guys and Dolls at the Bridge Theatre. In fact, this afternoon I'm, I start preparations full on. So I am A, I'm ready for it, and B, I'm well, so excited about it. Can you give us a little bit of insight? Can you go behind the curtain here? How, what does it take to prepare for these shows? How long in advance are you going? How many hours a day are you working? What are you doing with people? How does it work? Well, we, well, I've been under discussion about this show for certainly all this year, but we had planned to do it much earlier. So we are still we were talking about it last year, and now the the production is about to go into what we call R and D, which is research and development. When you get together with my brilliant associate James Cousins and dance captain Dale and Dale White. 
and we start preparing and coming up with choreography both this week and next week. And then January the 3rd, it's non-stop, all day, every day, long days, long hours with the company. But throughout this year, we've been doing auditions. We've been working on the arrangements, working with the director, the vision that he wants for me to create the choreography within this big piece. It's a lot of work, a lot, lot, a lot of intense work. Because people are sometimes have this imagination that your name is put on something as a as a figurehead and you're not actually involved in it too much, but you're saying it's it's you know it's it's long long days. You are on the the shop floor if you like grinding it out each and every day. You have to be. You can't do. You can't. You can't do dance from a distance. You have to be there. You absolutely have to be there. And this, earlier this year, when I was, I directed the share show, and I got COVID, and it was impossible for me a for ten days to get out of bed, but also I was unable to communicate to the company where it was all set up by Zoom because I was even too sick to to create over zoom and that was really tough and that was a, a big a big really problem because there was amongst the creative team there were a number of people that had covid and no sooner than i had got back than my associate was off so it wasn't easy how true are you staying to these sort of this guys and dolls is a show that's been around for many many years? What do you, how do you approach a show like this? Do you go for something? Let's let's freshen it up. Let's change it. Let's do something new. Or do you say it's a classic? I've got to stick to what it was about. Okay, yeah, guys and dolls is guys and dolls. But the way that it's being done in the, the Bridge Theatre is as an immersive production, and that means that the audience or some of the audience, those that choose to can be on the floor and be part of the show. So, yeah, here we go. I mean, that is, yeah. that is a really, I've, I've, again, a very different thing. I've been to an immersive show of train spotting, which I imagine is very oh. different to guys and dolls. But the, yeah. the, the level of te the technical, the, the level of things that can potentially go wrong with an immersive show, that must add an extra bit of jeopardy to it. it. It does. It certainly does. Do you think you'll ever slow down? Is this choreography, is this an itch you'll never scratch? I will probably probably take some time, you know, time off this year, whereas normally it's all day, every day, go, go, go. I've just been thinking about, you know, what do I say yes to? What do I say no to? But it's going to be, I feel, a really positive year ahead in my, in my mind. It has to change. It has to change. Life has to change for many families. Well, it's been fantastic to speak to you. Okay, thank you. Arlene Phillips speaking about an amazing career here on Podcast Radio and one which shows no sign of letting up. This is Podcast Radio. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional book, book, nerds. book Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy, happy reading! reading.